Hello, hi everybody. Welcome to Football in General. It's Rob Case And Trevor Koppel. Trevor, did you survive last week's thrilling backup quarterback challenge? Oh my gosh, incredible. Yes. Four, four games won by backup quarterbacks in the same week. Uh, just uh, kind of incredible. <laughs> kind of incredible, man. It was amazing. Mike White <laughs> beat the Bengals. Uh, Trevor, <laughs> there was a Trevor Simeon spotting. Uh, yep, should have should have called uh, <laughs> should have called some paranormal experts or something to make sure it's not a ghost out there. And uh, I, who else? Are we, are we missing out on anybody else? Somebody else won too, right? Uh, Cooper Rush. Cooper stepped Rush stepped in for Dak Prescott, right. and uh, I'm sure we're forgetting somebody. Right, Philip Walker um, I think came in for the Carolina Panthers, and Josh Johnson made a sighting. So uh, wow. I'm a big Josh Johnson guy. I know, right? That's a that's our uh, AAF throwback right there. <laughs> yeah, it's an exciting week. Um, speaking of exciting weeks and news, um, Aaron Rodgers, I mean, he's just he's the gift that keeps on giving here in the NFL world in terms of news and just controversy and just overall just um, douchebaggery, if I'm allowed to say that. Um, yeah. What did you think pretty, about what happened here? And we're going to go quick on this one. Yeah, pretty yeah. juicy drama for anybody that didn't catch the story. Uh uh, Aaron Rodgers has tested positive for COVID. He's going to be missing at least one game, maybe two, because of it. Um, he had previously gone on record to the question, are you vaccinated, as saying, yes, I'm immunized. Uh, turns out it, whether he was confused or deliberately lying is still up for debate, but he was not vaccinated when he said, yes, he was vaccinated. Uh, so lots of drama with him breaking a laundry list of COVID-19 protocols all season uh, and uh, also going to miss a pretty important game. So, uh, you know, huge, huge development off the field for the Packers. Definitely. And potentially another game, he can, he can come back next Saturday um, after the, the protocol has been lifted. But, yeah, nonetheless, I mean, uh, what kind of punishment we're going to see here is um, – well, I mean, we'll be waiting on uh, the edge of our seats, you know. Uh, I'd, I'd be curious how they treat the Packers, too, because there's no... I mean, they had to have known, right? I mean, the NFL had to have known. Somebody had to have known. Somebody dropped the ball. And it, the ball was not a ball. It was a vase. <laughs> it was a vase full of flowers. Beautiful flowers. <laughs> <laughs> and it just smashed all over the ground, you know. I mean, I, I'm just appalled that this this kind of went underneath the NFL's nose. Although... Um, given the current week and just the NFL's reputation in the last 10 years of just being uh, not able to detect when things are falling off shelves, uh, let's just say, um, yeah, I'm not really surprised at the same time. So we'll talk more about that when the Packers come up in Jordan Love's status. Let's get to another news story real quick. Tragic um, uh, in a lot of different ways. Uh, Henry Ruggs, uh, receiver for the Las Vegas Raiders, traveling 156 miles per hour, uh, DUI doubled the legal limit, uh, went head on and killed some, a young lady in Las Vegas earlier this week, uh, yesterday, uh, in fact, um, tragic story, man. I gotta tell yeah, you, it's just, just a waste just of terrible career person, uh, many you know, things. Yeah. 20, 23 year old woman and her dog. Um, absolutely, uh, heartbreaking. Um, right. it, it's just, uh, in, in a situation like this, it doesn't matter which perspective you take. It doesn't matter which uh, person you're trying to empathize with. It is just sad. 
Right. Um, all all things considered, it is just a horrible, horrible situation. Absolutely. Yeah. Very sad situation. Condolences go out to the family, uh, everybody involved in the accident, and um, <clears throat> you just hope there's more education given to the players these days that this this doesn't happen again. You know. Doesn't need to happen. Doesn't need to happen but, anymore. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and now switching gears again. <laughs> uh, how about Von Miller, man, getting traded and not inviting us to his Halloween party? That is the, the story here. <laughs> yeah, the the real story is uh, the the Halloween party. No, right. uh, locally, locally, the Halloween party story is getting blown out of proportion, in my opinion. Uh, you know, saying that it, it was responsible for a rift in the locker room, and that's what got him traded. Uh, all these things that that. Uh, that Broncos fans want to believe, oh, if you're going to trade him, then it should be a fire sale. Mm-hmm. Um, could be a valid opinion, but the truth is Von Miller being traded by the Broncos was a really smart move for the organization, uh, and it doesn't work out too terribly for Von Miller either, who is now right in position to compete for a Super Bowl championship for uh, you know a second ring on his uh, future Hall of Fame career. Right. So... Uh, it's it's a big deal for both teams. Um, a lot of Bronco fans, he's their number one guy. They're they're not taking it well, but uh, I really do think that it's the best thing for the Broncos to do. So definitely, uh, you know, it's a franchise that has struggled with kind of making the right moves for several years, and a lot of people can point at John Elway for sort of being that uh, lack of catalyst, the, the the non-fire starter in a lot of ways in terms of sure. making the moves. I think that's fair. Um, and so the new general manager sort of sought value for him, even though they're four and four. Um, really hasn't played too much this season. Hasn't made much of an impact. Gets a second and third round pick for a guy they're going to get fifth out of. Um, you can't help but think the fan base is arguably angry uh, for for good reason. <laughs> um, you know, I, I would hate to have just bought in a Von Miller jersey thinking your team's going to get better this year, and all of a sudden, damn it, I should have got the Teddy Bridgewater jersey. <laughs> can't have enough Teddy Bridgewater jerseys. Okay, you, you, you really can't. You, you got to hand them out for free for great for Christ's sakes. Uh, make sure people get them out in the in, in the in the in the stands. But nonetheless, um, yeah, instantly makes LA a Super Bowl contender if they weren't already. Just kind of puts them on the top of the heap. And the NFC is super competitive, so you just take a shot at a guy and see if it moves the needle. And guess what? You don't get any draft picks in the next two years anyway. So what are you worried about? Uh, right. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I think it's a great, great addition for the Rams, uh, for specifically what Von Miller is best at, and that's just really disrupting plays at the source. Um, and you just can't have enough depth when it comes to those guys that play up front. Um, right. So it's it's a really, really great addition to an already tough team. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and a great transition into talking about the games this week. Um, because all these moves are impacting everything that's going to happen this week. It's another crazy week in the NFL. I, I think arguably, uh, because we're in week nine, the the weakest slate in terms of watchable games. Uh, but we'll get into that. We have a lot of uh, Hot Pocket Awards to hand out here. So, <laughs> 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 so let's start with the Thursday night game, shall we, Chum? Uh, chum. Chum. Yeah. <laughs> hey, now. Right? I feel like Jim Gaffigan, you know? Did he say, say chum? Um, <laughs> <laughs> the New York Jets, oh, uh, excuse me, uh, travel to Indy on Thursday night, 10.5 point favorite to Indy, over under 45.5. Gaffigan, 
golly, you can't you can't help but feel good about the Jets and uh, Mike White, but they're 0-4 away, and, uh, you know, quarter, backup quarterback magic tends to not last more than a week unless your name's Ryan Fitzpatrick. So, um, yeah, and Indy losing a heartbreaker to Tennessee. Their season's going down the drain, potentially, but tight AFC at the bottom. Trevor, what do you got here? So, uh, you know, I definitely think the Colts will win this game at home, um, but I expect this game to be a little closer than Vegas does. Um, you know, the Jets, uh, regardless of my opinion of the organization, their roster is better than the football they've been playing this year. And just making a change at the most pivotal position seemed to make a world of difference. I don't think it's going to repeat this week, but I do think that they're going to be an energized team that moves the ball a little bit better than they have been. Um, so I think the Jets are going to cover the mm. ten and a half point spread. I think Colts win by maybe a touchdown. Mm. Um, I'm taking the over in this game, but I'm taking the Colts to win. Okay, well that's a that's interesting. The Jets will cover. They've definitely been more competitive in the last couple of weeks. Oh, outside the fifty two fourteen loss. Um, and that. the Colts, <laughs> the Colts have uh, the Colts have kind of played a lot of close games, regardless of who they're playing. So I just right. I think the Jets will cover this one. Okay, no, I like the I like the take. Um, it's definitely Thursday night games tend to be a little sloppy, a little more competitive than they should be. Uh, you can go back to Jacksonville playing Cincinnati a couple weeks ago. And even, I think, what was the, I don't remember the Thursday night game last week, but uh, just that's the way Thursday night games go. <laughs> the Packers, the Cardinals, right. So that was, yeah, that was fairly competitive, probably more so than it should be. Cleveland and Denver the week before. So, uh, yeah, man, good call on the cover. Um, could see kind of the undergoing that way, too. Um couple guys I like this game. Carson Wentz, um, 19, I think uh, 18 points, five games in a row in terms of his production fantasy. Um, the Jets are allowing 20 points to quarterbacks five games in a row. So it's kind of like a perfect storm. I mean, uh, their defense just isn't very good, and they're not really apt to get in a shootout. But if I had to t- pick a couple guys, Carson Wentz is definitely a must-start, a must-pickup. Some leaks he's still available as a free agent. He's like a good quarterback QB, too. Like a guy you just can start because Russell Wilson's still hurt. <laughs> I'm just gonna keep going on that tirade, man. He's still oh, out. Man, is Russell Wilson Why? still not playing? He's still not playing, right? <laughs> somebody, somebody, help his finger out, please. Somebody, please think of Russell Wilson for me. Please send some vibes his way. Um, and then Michael Carter, I think, really surprised a lot of people last week. He played really good against Cincinnati. He had 35 points in, in that game. The, I think that was the high for the week, and certainly the high in the last couple weeks for running backs. So. Uh, excellent start this week. Um, if you can pick him up on a trade, that would be ideal. He's only owned in 50 to 60% leagues. So like a streaming start, big fan of that. Um, luckily, I got on my team because I already said this at the beginning of the year. Nobody listens to me. You, you draft Michael Carter, you get him in the la- later rounds. And not only that, but Jamison Crowder owned in 48% of leagues. Um, looking to be so to have some target upside there and a lot of production. So uh, T.Y. Hilton, too, may come back this week. So keep an eye on that in terms of production. So, okay, going to our second game of the week, actually our first game on Sunday, Cleveland at Cincinnati, two-and-a-half-point favor for Cincinnati, 47 over under in terms of points. And, of course, it's one of these late-season AFC North matchups where you know it's going to be sloppy, there's going to be a lot of running the ball, there's going to be some fans with their guts out. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, Cleveland is just a team on the, on the free fall right now. And Odell Beckham Jr. came out, had a lot of drama, his dad was posting Instagram photos. Maybe he'll get he gets released. Maybe he ends up in New England. Knock on wood. Um, I can't help but think that this is 
going to be a kind of a trap game for Cincinnati, though. Uh, I I feel the same way. Um, I I think that uh, you know the Browns are one of the better four and four teams out there. Right. Um, this game, in my opinion, uh, I I think this game is a toss up. Uh, I I think it's anybody's game with with what these these two teams showed us last week. Um, that being said, I I do have to take. Cincinnati at home, um, two and one at home. Browns are one and two away. Uh, they do have a little bit of locker room drama happening right now. I, I think Baker Mayfield's handling it well, but who knows? Um, so I, I'm going to take the Bengals to win, and I'm going to take them. I, I, I just, I, I think it's going to be a really, really close game. But I, even you know, most close games are won by three points, not one point. Um, so I'm taking the Bengals to win, the Bengals to beat the spread, uh, and I'm taking the over on this one, the 47. It's a great Madden stat you threw out there. Most games are won by three points. <laughs> I feel like John Madden said that at some point in the 90s, <laughs> commentating a game well, with I mean, Pat Summerall. Love you know, you, you talk about really close games. Yeah. Three points is just as close as one or two. Right. Um, in, you know, in, in football terms. So. Sure. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it was a one or two point game. It'd just be a little bit more of a mathematical anomaly. Likely it's going to be a three point game. We'll see this game decided by a field goal. You know, that's, that's, that's football math for you folks. You know, that's yeah. what it is. That's not algebra. That's that's nothing you can take in high school. That just comes from being a football fan. Right there. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and uh, Joe Burrow, man. I mean, any nobody's hotter in the NFL than Joe Burrow right now. And twenty two uh, twenty two fantasy points in six consecutive games. So if you were lucky enough to draft him late, uh, he's having a big year. Jamar Chase is looking great. I mean, T. Higgins had a, had a big week last week. I don't. I expect all those guys to sort of carry over their momentum. Um, same thing with Joe Mixon. I mean, they, their offense is just really good. Their defense is sort of questionable. And granted, they had some kind of uh, very loosely timed turnovers last week. I mean, not that any turnovers ever greatly timed, but nonetheless, uh, the Browns allow an average of 23.5 fantasy points per game to opposing quarterbacks. Um, they're just, they don't have the safety help they did last year, and John Johnson's hurt. So I expect Burrow to have another big game. All the receivers to be on there as well. And same thing with Joe Mixon. Um, you know, I I would like to say that Nick Chubb's going to be going to have a, a a decent game as well, but Cincinnati's been sort of um, stingy on the the ground game. Uh, I still say start him because he's just going to get a lot of he's just going to get a lot of production. Dearness Johnson's looked really good too. So yeah, but Baker Mayfield, man, I don't know what happened there. His shoulders are so banged up. You you just want him to kind of sit for the sake of the the, the quality of the game and uh, his career. Uh, but we'll see what happens. So well, and they have a real. Uh, high level of comfort with their backup, Case Keenum, right, uh, and all the experience he has with Kevin Stefanski in Minnesota. Um, so uh, I, I expect that that uh, that that you know coaching staff will continue to make the right decision in terms of which quarterback to go with. Definitely, I didn't get a chance to mention this in the last game, but Tyler Johnson, running back for the Jets. A lot of PPR stats. That guy's out there. This guy, great in PPR leagues. 5% roster in leagues. Great flex option this week. Sorry, I just want to throw that in there. No, it's not the same game, but I forgot to mention him. So, 
Um, so let's move on to uh, Denver at Dallas, the old D&D here situation. No dice rolled, though, I swear. No dragons. 10-point favorite to Dallas, 49.5 over under. Dallas looks like a team that could basically be anybody in the NFL with their, their running attack, and Zeke's looking great. Um, Denver can't beat a winning team. And on the and on the road, you got to be really skeptical about how they're going to match up against Dallas, especially given that they don't have Von Miller, and maybe there's some chem, there's could be some impact in terms of how the team will respond following a trade. Um, uh, you you nailed it. Yeah. Uh, no no more Von Miller. Right. Dallas Dallas coming off a big road win with their backup quarterback. Right. Uh, you know the really Vikings confident. aren't looking good right now, but they're still a really tough team to beat on the road with your backup quarterback. So the the Cowboys are riding high right now. Uh, the Broncos are, you know, if you're a Denver Bronco right now, you're you're lying to yourself about what you're playing for for the rest of the year. It's it's over. Um, <laughs> wow. So, but I mean, obviously mathematically, it's not over. And and the best thing about being an NFL fan is is how long you get to hope that your team can pull it off. Um, and that's what the die that's what the diehard fans will do. But uh the truth is the Broncos don't have a prayer in this game. Mm. Um it, it's it's I I don't relish saying that. I'm a huge Teddy Bridgewater fan. Uh but the, the Broncos are cooked. Um the Cowboys are gonna win this one by two touchdowns. Uh I think they'll you know, taking Dallas to win, taking them to beat the ten point spread. Um and I'm going to take the under on that 49.5. I don't think the Broncos are going to put up points. So, hmm. Okay, fair enough. Uh, you know, I, 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 yeah, I don't expect Teddy Bridgewater and Melvin Gordon to have a great game against Dallas' defense. Um, you know, no Noah Fant. Um, I mean, the, I, this, I, is, this is a defense that I, completely I, shut down the right. Vikings' run game last week. Right, right. Um, Micah Parsons. Uh, uh, Micah Parsons. Oh, my gosh. Micah Parsons. I mean, if you watch that game... Uh, nobody on the field for either team did more to affect the outcome of that game that day than Micah Parsons did. Right, it's right. is absolutely incredible. So right, Micah Parsons, no uh, Garrett Bowles, so you're missing a big part of that line that's going to protect uh, Bridgewater and be able to push some guys around. Um, you know, Dallas a little banged up with the running backs. I mean, Trayvon Diggs is a little hurt, so I, I just don't. You know, I. I just be hesitant to start anybody that's going to be on Denver's sort of uh, roster this week. And on the flip side, Dallas, I mean, you know, expect big games out of Dak Prescott. I mean, he's just going to be all over the field throwing, slinging it and really have a lot of time to do so. And I'd expect the exact opposite with Denver. So great pick for Dallas. And this is kind of a no-brainer. If you're betting, you're throwing some money down, you're doing a parlay. Why would you not bet Dallas in this game? 3-0 at home, you know, against Denver who's sort of free-falling. Can't beat winning teams. So that's all we got to say about that. Folks, ladies and gentlemen, here is your par-baked, uh, let's see, cut the, didn't cut the, the crust off the, the bread, uh, peanut butter spread with a knife and ripped the bread game of the week. <laughs> if you ever had that, you ever spread the chunky peanut butter, man, and it just rips that bread right up. This is Houston, 1-7 <laughs> <laughs> at Miami, 1-7, both uh, winless, respectively, away and home for both teams. Um. Yeah, I mean six and a half over under forty five and a half. Uh, excuse me, six and a half favorite to Miami forty five and a half over under for uh, the game itself. 
Uh, you think this is going to be on cable? <laughs> They're going to broadcast <laughs> this game or what? Oh, man. Yeah. Um, Jeez, yeah. this game. So you never know when a game like this actually is going to be a lot of fun to watch. Um, it, it, there's, it, it, I mean, the the problem is is that there will be other games on at this time. So, right. uh, so there's just not a lot to tune in for for this game. Uh, the Texans have Tyrod Taylor back. They they put up more points than they had been. Still nowhere near a win. Um, but that's why I think you know. I I do think the Dolphins will win at home for the first time this year. Uh, um, but I'm taking the Texans to cover. I think this is going to be an ugly, close game. Um, the Texans are going to do just enough on offense to make uh, Miami uh, nervous, but I do think the Dolphins will win. So I'm taking the, the Dolphins to win, Texans to cover, and I'm taking the under. Okay. On this 45 and a half. Yeah. Seems reasonable. I, I think it's just two two offenses that really struggle putting the ball in the end zone. Uh, like Tua, I think Tua is a great, actually a good quarterback. I, I mean, he's just not being protected. And and the same can go for Davis Mills, the Tyrod Taylor combo. I, I, I you know, I, I hope they they have ambulances close to the field. Huh. <laughs> you know, let's just put it like that. And so Tua uh, only rostering fifty six percent of leagues. Houston gives up a ton of points to quarterbacks and anybody in general. So if you need a spot start. If Miami's defense is available, quarterback, Miles Gaskin's available. Uh, I think he's only available 50% of leagues. Like, pick up Tua, pick up Miles Gaskin, pick up their defense, Devontae Parker, Mike Gusecki, if you have a slight trade for him. And honestly, Tyrod Taylor is really good when he was playing. Uh, he's only rostering 13% of leagues and had 20-plus points both games in the first two weeks of the season. And Miami's defense has sucked. They, they have sucked. So... Um, Couple guys I look at, and then Rex Burkhead, my boy, used to play in New England, down in Houston now. Two percent of leagues he's rostered in, but um, he's getting some PPR love, a lot of targets in terms of out of the backfield, and just kind of um, just being a. I mean, they just got to play him. I think uh, you know Philip Lindsay's hurt, and so expect some good targets for him. So, but uh, yeah, you took Miami. Did you take Miami? Yeah, I'm taking okay. Miami. Okay, good call. Yeah. <laughs> Brian Flores, man, on the hot seat. Let's see what happens there. So if he was a Houston man, I'd get rid of him. But he's probably going to get. He's probably going down anyway. So, oh, are you kidding me? One in, the one and seven Dolphins. There's not Golly. nobody. Nobody expected the Dolphins to be one and seven. Right. I mean, it, we're talk. They might be the most underperforming team in the league right now. Could um, be. Could yeah. Be. Yeah. Not 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 great. Right. Right. It's not gonna not gonna not gonna be first place in standings. <laughs> not gonna make the playoffs. Yeah. Okay, here's a team I really thought was going to turn around and then lost their receiver. Unfortunately, the mental health issues and you know, praying for Calvin Ridley out there, you know, um, especially in, in November, you know, obviously Men's Health Month. Let's let's keep an emphasis on getting people help. So Atlanta at uh, New Orleans, three four Atlanta, five and two New Orleans, six point favorite to New Orleans, 42, 42 over under. Um, yeah, don't know where Atlanta's at, but wouldn't be surprised if uh, Seattle, uh, uh, New Orleans takes kind of a dive here. Trevor Simeon starting at quarterback. Uh, I, you know, I, I just I feel like Atlanta is kind of in the right spot with their roster and everything. Maybe not quarterback wise, but they got a good good coach, and they just are starting to try and figure it out. You know, and turning it around a little bit could be a right right confidence builder to beat New Orleans at home. Trevor Simeon, <laughs> the great white hope. 
back there. <laughs> oh man. So uh, oh, what man. do you, what do you got what do you got in this game, my friend? So I, I think you make some good points there, but yeah. I, I also think that uh, uh, Sean Payton really has this team figured out, and it's just you know they've they've been doing well this year because they haven't needed Jameis Winston to do a lot, um, which is the perfect system for Jameis Winston to be in, which is also the perfect system for any backup to be in. Um, Very true. I I think the Saints are going to play this game their way at home and win. Um, I'm going to take the Falcons to cover because I think that the Falcons also have some things figured out on offense, and they're going to they're going to you know they're going to go deep enough times to find the end zone and keep this tight. Uh, so I think uh, I think the Falcons cover the Saints win, and I'm taking the over on this mm. 42. Wow. Okay. A team with Trevor Simeon that's going to produce an overscore. <laughs> that's uh, right. Okay, I know. I like the I like the confidence in there. And so when it comes to Atlanta, I mean, obviously no Calvin Ridley. Russell Gage may not play. So it doesn't – does, I mean, it just sounds like a very bad day for, for Matt Ryan, which I anticipate it being. And New Orleans has had a very stingy defense this year, so expect that to be true across the board. Um, you know – Going back to uh, a couple guys I really like, though, Mark Ingram only rostered in 13% of leagues. I think that's what I just read. And uh, had some really nice production last week. Sorry, 50% of leagues. Sorry. Uh, 15, uh, 50% of leagues. Had some good production. Uh, expecting to get some goal line carries. Might take some stuff away from Alan Kamara, but he's still going to eat. Uh, no matter what, I, I expect him to be heavily involved because he's, you know, Alan Kamara. So don't worry about the Jameis Winston injury. It really won't affect him at all, in my, my opinion. Um, and you know, Mark, guys like Marquez Callaway, I'd still keep an eye on, um, Mike Davis. I think I'd, I look at starting him in this game. I think he might be a really good start considering, you know, New Orleans, like I said, stingy defense, but they're going to have to get something started, uh, without two starting wide receivers in Atlanta. So Mike Davis is going to get some love. Um, yeah, yeah. And Kyle Pitts. Now he doesn't have to play Stefan Gilmore. I mean, golly. Kyle Pitts, man. I tell you, poor guy <laughs> last week just got shut down by Stephon Gilmore. So expect a good start from him. You know, and just if there's anybody that's a backup there on Atlanta, uh, Cordell Patterson, he's going to get a lot of love because he's really the only target they got now. So um, that's how I see it. And you picked New Orleans, did you? I did. Okay, okay. Good call on the New Orleans pick. All right, so going to the next one Vegas 5 and 2 Vegas at 2 and 6 the New York Giants 3 point favorite to Vegas boy that seems a little low 46 and a half over under um really at this point Joe Judge is playing for his life in the NFL <laughs> huh. I mean I don't know if you heard this the press conference he had I'm um, talking about how like the headsets didn't work or something like totally just like blame it on <laughs> the loss on something else even though he just blows as a head coach um and Vegas just seems to be uh, confidence riding high with the with the the, the assistant head coach now taking over as the head coach and you, you can't hate this matchup for Derek Carr right? Uh, no, no, I think it's a great matchup for Derek Carr. Um, I think the the Raiders are a, an easy pick here, and I, I pick pick them to beat the three point spread. Um, I think uh, I think maybe Vegas is being a little cautious over uh, how much. Uh, the Raiders will be affected by the Rugs situation off the field, and I do think that that's a uh, a very uh, you know sombering 
uh, event for a, a locker room to try and try and move past and get refocused on football. But that is the job. Um, so I think the Raiders will be ready to play at home against a team like the Giants. Um, and you, you you never know with with everything that that team's been through already this season. You may see him come out and just ball out. Um, so I, I'm definitely taking the Raiders to win, the Raiders to beat the spread, um, and I'm going to take the over on this 46 and a half. Okay, yeah, and um, you know Raiders, like you said, ball out, quote unquote. Um, Derek Carr, like the start here, like I said, going to have a good game. 22 fantasy points in the past two games. Should have success against the Giants, who have allowed three of the their five past uh, five, uh, three of their past five opposing quarterbacks score at least 26 points. Uh, Carr is especially good on the road, 23 points on the road. So, averaged. Um, big fan of that. Two guys you want to keep an eye on are Hunter Renfro, Bryn Edwards, two guys who will be available in your leagues. Going to see more production, unfortunately, because of the Henry Ruggs situation, but nonetheless, Darren Waller, I, I, I kind of see him turn around here, too. I, I think he's, I mean, no tight end's been really good this year, unfortunately, for anybody that drafts him high. I took Noah Fant 74th overall in 12-team league. That was pretty stupid. But here I am. I'm here to admit it. I'm not afraid of it. There's nobody nobody judging me here. So, um, <laughs> yeah, um, I could see him having a turnaround game here, too. Uh, Daniel Jones, one start. Back down at 15 points per game. Just leave him in the free agency. You know, it's 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 tempting because he is a running quarterback, but really hasn't done much. And they're out, I think, three or four receivers. Saquon Barkley, I don't think he'll play either. Um, and Devontae Booker is just, you know, mud. So, straight up mud. Um, ah. Just absolute mud. So, um, that's kind of how I see this one going. Vegas takes it, and they had all, a lot of uh, Derek Carr, some, some, some of their, their skill players have big days. So... Um, so it's a little closer than I anticipated this one. New England at Carolina. New England 3-0 and on the road. Uh, granted, Houston, L.A., and New York are their wins. The Jets, I mean to say, even if you pick the Giants, still be bad. Um, Three-and-a-half point favorite to New England. 41 over under. Mac Jones coming around. And they got to go play Stephon Gilmore at home. I'd be a little afraid if I was New England going into that situation. What say you? So... <laughs> You know, we we've got two teams here. They're four and four. Uh, the Panthers had a much stronger start to their season. The Patriots, the Patriots are starting to look like the Bill Belichick Patriots. They're four and four. The, you know, the pieces, him, yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> the, the pieces are starting to yeah. fall into place, and uh, we've seen other seasons where the Patriots started this way, and it just took a little while to iron out the kinks, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but I like the Patriots in this game. Um, I'm going to take the Patriots on a road win. Mm. I'm going to take, I'm going to take the Panthers to cover because I, I think this could be a three point game. Okay. Uh, three and a half point spread. So Patriots are going to win. Panthers will cover. I'm taking the over on the 41. Okay. Yeah. Don't hate it. Um, I could see the over here, especially the way the, Mac Jones has been playing, and, and listen, they put 52 on New York. I mean, still a professional football team. Could easily put more than 30 up on the Chargers last week and did put 27. So I like the over on this one, honestly. Great call. Um, you know, how I look at it here is, is Christian McCaffrey going to be, um, is he going to play? Um, there's been speculation that he could play. I'm not sure what that means. Uh, it just says could return. Um, so 
could be activated last second. So if you got McCaffrey, keep an eye on it because honestly, if he's worth a flex, if anything. I don't know how many snaps he's going to play, but like New England's defense is pretty vulnerable, and he's very fast. He's very quick. Um, hopefully, he's he's healed for the most part. I, I'd, I'd start him. I'd start um, Chuba Hubbard here too. I, I just think New England's defense is very slow, especially the front seven. Um, granted, they've been better against the run in weeks, but it doesn't mean they're not vulnerable. Um, without Sam Darnold, though, I, I don't expect like any of their other skilled players. Robbie Anderson's had a tough year to really produce. Um, I kind of like Hunter Henry here, though, for a little, uh, a little, little uh, end zone touchdown. Maybe we'll see. Um, could get a nice game out of him. And uh, of course, Damien Harris has just gotten better every game, so he's worth a start in my mind. Probably like a top ten running back like him here. And then Patriots defense always, always, always uh, going to be a good start here, in my opinion, with no Sam Darnold, who would see ghosts nonetheless. So. Okay, uh, going on to uh, what could possibly be the blowout of the week here. Buffalo at Jacksonville. Buffalo is a 14.5-point favorite, over under 48.5. Ugh, yoik. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's not going to be very pretty. Trevor, uh, can you put any makeup on this, sir? Man, 14.5-point <laughs> favorite. Yeah, it's just, yeah. I feel like these games where the... the the winner is so easy to pick or often really tough when it comes to these Vegas lines. Um, Cause there's just no guarantee. I mean, yeah, no one will be surprised if the bills win by 21. Uh, you just don't want to put money on that. Uh, yeah. I mean, the bills are the obvious choice to win on the road. Um, man, I'm going to take the Jaguars to cover. That that's just a huge spread. Um coming off a bye too, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm gonna take the, the Bills to win, Jags to cover. Um I'm gonna take the under on this forty eight and a half. I just I think I, I know the Bills are the Bills. Um, but this feels like a game where they just they're not gonna need to uh keep the pedal to the floor for four quarters. So I, yeah, I just yeah, I think uh, think the Jaguars cover, and I don't think it goes over forty eight points. Okay, um, not much to say about this game other than like fantasy wise, Zach Moss obviously got. I mean, if you watched the game last week, he got a lot of PPR sort of guys probably feeling pretty good. He got a lot of targets out of the backfield, a lot of catches. Two names to know for for Jacksonville if you're looking for a streamer: Dan Arnold, Jamal Agnew, both owned at fifteen eighteen percent. Um, both have gotten a lot of targets since DJ Chark went down. And honestly, they're going to th- need to throw the ball a lot the rest of the season because they got to see what Trevor Lawrence has got, and they're always playing from behind. <laughs> so, right. um, there you go. That's all I got for this game, guys. So, you, t- I t- you picked Buffalo and Jacksonville to cover. So, good call on both of those. Okay. Um, your boys, the Minnesota Vikings, on the road, never a good thing for them, playing at Baltimore, six-point favorite Baltimore, 49.5 over-under. You got to think like one of the teams that really got just hammered by this NFL schedule. Minnesota, I mean, Jesus, they play like a playoff team every week. Um, really been battle tested. So you got to think at some point it turns around a little bit. I can't help but feel like Minnesota is actually kind of favored in this game. This might be a nice game to bet on and win some money on. You know? Uh, yeah. Was that a, was that a the- beer? <laughs> <laughs> that, that was uh, okay. that was me opening an okay. ice cold bottle of responsibility. All uh, right. Um, 
the uh yeah the vikings man uh their defense looks really good right now but the offense is it it doesn't even look like the same offense as last year they're just struggling in the red zone um this is uh this i'd I'd like to agree with you rob but i just don't think it's going to happen this week i think that the vikings will cover maybe even go into overtime but the they're just going they're going to lose another heartbreaker this week the ravens are going to uh, improve to 7 and 2 um so yeah i'm t- i'm taking the ravens to win vikings to cover um and i'm going to take the under on this one i don't think it goes over 50 points okay wow all right yeah minnesota's had a hard time with the offense lately um you know, and Baltimore uh, coming off a bye. Do they didn't play last week, right? They're coming off a bye. I think you're right. Yes. Yep. And so I like that they're just kind of charged, ready to go with the running game. Lamar Jackson's going to be ready to go, sort of getting that rest before they play a physical defense. No, Daniel Hunter. He's out for the rest of the. Uh, excuse me, out for the rest of the year for Minnesota. Um, so I can't help but think, man. Good starts for the Baltimore running backs here this week. Uh, Devontae Freeman or whoever they they go with, Latavius Murray. Um, and I kind of like uh, I like this Tyler Conklin kid for Minnesota. Um, he's gotten a lot of targets. I like to see him get some red zone targets, but he scored 10 PPR points in consecutive games. Kirk Cousins is a little bit of a sleeper here. I, I think you know Baltimore has been surprisingly torched by some quarterbacks you wouldn't you question otherwise. And so I uh, wouldn't be surprised if some Minnesota receivers had big days. Thielen, especially in the slot. They have nobody that can cover that him in the slot. No no more Marcus Peters. So um, I like wow. that. Like the, yeah, like that guy there. So I, I got to agree about Tyler Conklin. Right. Uh, he, he was not traditionally a, a pass-catching tight end, but he's really stepped up as one this season. Um, so uh, I, I think you're, you're spot on there. He, I don't think... Anybody's getting a lot of red zone touches for Minnesota right now. Right. Uh, but in PPR leagues, uh, I think he's a good get. Rashad Bateman, too. 48% of league, uh, leagues own him. Uh, rookie receiver for Baltimore. I um, think he's going to get more consistent. Sammy Watkins out um, and some other injuries. Like Boy, we say that. Sammy Watkins, man. That guy can't. I mean, it's just so much potential. I feel like we say that about him every single year. He's out. <laughs> he's in. He's out. Huh. Uh, you know, he's it's uh He's like the Christmas present. You, you never you open. He's not. It's not there. You think you're getting the N64, and all of a sudden it's, uh, I don't know, <laughs> insert GI Joe or something. I don't. It's just not <laughs> something you were you were hoping to get. So, um, yeah, I, I, that's how I see it. Tyler Conklin. I, I like. I kind of like the Kirk Cousins start here. I, I'm not sure a lot of people would recommend that, but you know, I, I just have like a feeling that he it it could be a good start. <laughs> I, I just feel and- like he's, he's gonna he's gonna get volume. So. It's not a prime time game, so right. <laughs> yeah, so he's got that going for him. All right. Well, that's a good thing. No pressure. No, no pressure. All right. The L.A. Chargers at the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, one and a half point favorite for L.A. Boy, they look vulnerable. And fifty over under. So yeah, yeah. How do you see this one going? Jalen Hurts, man. I like this start here for him. So this this is yeah. uh, another one of those games that I wasn't expecting to be so interested in, but. Going into this week with with what both teams showed us just a week ago, I'm very interested to see how Jalen Hurts does against the Chargers defense, and I'm interested to see how the Chargers try to get back on track against a team that that two weeks ago everybody thought they'd roll over. So right, uh, so this is an interesting game to tune in for the afternoon matchups. Right, uh, 
I'm going to take the Chargers in this one. Mm. And with a one and a half point spread, I'm taking the Chargers to win and beat the spread. Um, gosh, a 50 point over under. I don't see it happening. I'm taking the under on this one. I know the Eagles put up 44 points on their own last week, but that was against Detroit. Um, I it just I don't think that this game's going to go over 50 points. So there you go. Okay, fair enough. You know, Jalen Hurts, I mean, they don't have an explosive offense, but I expect him to kind of get back on his feet here. Even against a, a Chargers defense that's only allowed two over 20 fantasy points to two teams, I mean, a guy who just kind of mixes it up with the RPO and really gets a lot of yards um, is able to get touchdowns, and I assume they'll use him because they're out on uh, Miles Sanders and um, didn't hate the Boston Scott start. Did I not say I pick him up last week? I think it did. <laughs> Um, Dig it did. Didn't hate it. Didn't hate it. Got two touchdowns against Detroit. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, uh, not a bad pickup here. 40% of leagues is on for Boston Scott. Um, yeah, uh, it, 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 uh, but Jordan Howard, 2% of leagues owned him, and so I expect them to get some more carries and some more red zone touches. They, they can move the ball. I'd like to see Devontae Smith get more involved, and certainly like with the cornerback situation in L.A. and losing a lot of them against New England. Um, would like to see Devontae Smith kind of get some points, which I could see it happening. Um, as well as Justin Herbert coming back and actually making a game out of something here and, and playing a little better. I, I don't think Philly has the type of defensive capabilities New England has in terms of playing zone and then switching the man and doing some really crazy stuff on defense. So um, you t- you picked Chargers to come back and win? Yes, it did. Okay. All right. A well, little, little win on the road there for L.A. Got to travel all the way across to Philly. So... Okay, uh, no Aaron Rodgers. Jordan Love, Green Bay Packer led. Uh, take one at Kansas City. The line hasn't moved. Oh, the line did move significantly for this one. Kansas City seven and a half point favorite over under forty eight. Wow, that's that's a big line move. That's probably about ten points there. Um, yeah, uh, what do you, what do we expect to see out of Jordan Love in his first start? Ooh, um, man. Uh... I think, you know, I'm not expecting Jordan Love to to be, you know, not good. Um, I just don't think he's going to be Aaron Rodgers, and that's exactly what the the Vegas line reflects. Uh, They know what we all know, which is that Aaron Rodgers is individually responsible for a lot of those team victories. Um, So I think they're right i think the chiefs win this one in kansas city arrowhead stadium um the packers they're gonna play some good defense um they've been playing good defense all year but when it comes down to we have to score on this drive and we have to score on the next drive uh it's just not gonna be there without without aaron Rodgers. So I'm taking the Chiefs to win. I'm taking the Packers to cover. Um, I don't think the the Chiefs are going to run away with this one. Um, I don't think so either. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm still going to take the over with the 48 because uh, uh, I, I think the Chiefs are going to. You know, obviously I'm picking the Chiefs to outscore the Packers, but I also think that. The Packers are going to find the end zone a couple of times against this Chiefs defense. So, and, you know, and for me, expected triplets out of the Green Bay this 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 weekend. So that means Aaron Jones, a lot of Aaron Jones, a lot of Randall Cobb, and I think Jordan Love could have a good good. I mean, a good first start. I mean, you think can you play against a more vulnerable defense in Kansas City? 
Um, probably not in the NFL. And so I just think like if you're worthy of a streamer because you don't have Russell Wilson <laughs> and you're just kind of <laughs> plugging it away and you're just you're just you're depressed and you're sad and you know you you drown your your sorrows in, with milk or something you're not allowed <laughs> to have. Um, I just highly recommend that Jordan Love. You, you just take a look at him, maybe add him to your roster for just one week and see if it's worth a streaming option. Because I don't I don't think any other free agent quarterback is going to perform that well. I could see him doing fairly well. So, um, especially against Kansas City. There's, I mean, even Daniel Jones had almost 20 points last week against them. Granted, he threw a pick on the first throw, but that doesn't matter. Um, you know, he said Green Bay's been very stingy on defense. I could see Pat Mahomes having another tough day, but maybe turning around at home. So, 2-2 two and two at home. And you just can't help but think that's not going to last very long. Tyreek Hill's still getting a lot of targets. And Travis Kelsey's just looked like a, a man lost. So, um like uh, Derek Gore, big pickup for Kansas City. Look, he ran with a lot of uh, a lot of tenacity on on Monday night. He's owned an 18% league. Someone's going to need a quick start. Daryl Williams, uh, he's gotten a lot of PPR points in that league, so he might be a free agent in your league too for Kansas City. Keep an eye on some folks, and of course, Alan Lazard and Devonte Adams may not play, so expect a lot of running for Green, Green Bay. And AJ Dillon might might be a nice kind of look at too. So a lot to say about that game, fantasy wise. There's kind of a lot of potential there. So, oh yeah, a lot, a lot of shaking up with with uh, Aaron Rodgers being out. Right, and here's here's probably the most interesting line of the week: Arizona Cardinals at San Francisco 49ers. Arizona's a one point favorite, forty six over under. You can't help but think, man. You know, is Baby Yoda, Mister Kyler Murray, going to play this week? I heard the ankle is uh, in worse condition than a lot of people think it is. So, uh, you know, my sources. that's that's the thing that we really can't get anything definite on. If Kyler Murray doesn't play, this this uh, Vegas line makes a lot more sense. Mm-hmm. If Kyler Murray plays, um, then uh, yeah, one point spread is insulting. Um, uh, either way, though, I think I'm taking the Cardinals to win this game, which means I'm taking them to beat a one point spread. Um, 46 point over under. This is where Kyler Murray playing or not playing really makes a difference is right. on the over under. Because right. um, with him, I'm taking the over right away. Um, without him, you know, without him, I'm still going to take the over. I'm just just not, not as confident as I would be with Kyler Murray. Um, so there you have it. I think Arizona wins, beats the spread, and I'm taking the over. A lot of injuries on the Arizona side. No cut. Potentially, maybe no Kyler Murray, no Chase, Chase no Evans, Watt. right? JJ Watts uh, done for the year. DeAndre Hopkins is hurt. Kelvin Beachum left the game last 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 week. Zayvon Collins left the game last week. Max Garcia left the game last week. I mean, you can't help but think that Arizona's banged up and they're top heavy, which is kind of like what's been the complaint for the last two years of that team, and it's starting to bite them. No depth, and so uh, you know, I, I I don't know. I could see Ari- San Francisco has a real chance of winning this game. So once again, if you're looking for an upset, you're betting on something. I wouldn't, wouldn't hate, you know, looking at San Francisco. I mean, Arizona's real vulnerable in the running game, and all San Francisco does is run the ball. And coming off a bye, all their runners are going to be fresh. Garoppolo's going to be fresh for that game plan. Shanahan's had two weeks to prepare for him. I don't hate San Francisco in this game, honestly, especially with the, the situation going on in Arizona. I mean, we'll see. I, we could be completely wrong. I mean, you're probably right, but I could be completely wrong. But... Uh, <laughs> I'm just saying, if you're looking for some fantasy potential running-wise, there it is for San Francisco. If you're looking for an upset betting-wise, there it is for San Francisco. So, 
Okay, rematch of Super Bowl 35, which has happened at least probably twice since then. But nonetheless, Tennessee, no Derrick Henry. Uh, AP back in the fold, buddy. You got to be happy about that. I tell you. Oh you know? man, I mean, yeah. it's uh, it's always fun at this point in his career when when Adrian Peterson uh, gets another shot to uh, climb the all time <laughs> uh, rushing yards list. I think he sits at number five currently. Um, you know, I I have to agree with what a friend of mine said today, and that's that it, at this point in the season, any running back that's really any good would already have been on a team. Um, I, 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 I really do agree with that, but I also think that, uh, Adrian Peterson, a healthy 34 year old Adrian, no 36, a healthy 36 year old Adrian Peterson. Um, (laughs) he's still going to be able to, uh, to step in, and uh, he's not going to be able to do what Derrick Henry does. Nobody could. But he can protect the ball and run it through the same holes that Derrick Henry's been running it through. It's just he's, he's going to get you 20 yards where Derrick Henry would take it to the house. Um, so uh, uh, I, I'm sure that they've got other things in the works in terms of uh, you know running back by committee. I don't think this is going to turn into the Adrian Peterson show. Um, but it's just fun to see him in a uniform again. Um, that being said, I think, uh, the Rams, you know, who just added Von Miller to the, to the defensive front and the Titans who basically lost their Von Miller, their Aaron Rodgers, uh, cause that's who Derrick Henry is to that team. Right. Um, uh, I, I think that the Rams are going to win this one, uh, I I hate to say it. I'm going to take the Rams to win and the Rams to beat the seven and a half point spread. I think the Rams win this game by ten points. Wow. Um, and I'm going to take the under on the fifty three and a half. I just don't think it's going to go that high. Yeah, you know, I and the the thing is, what's the fantasy value? The first thing popped in my head when I saw this, so I pick up Adrian Pearson, Jeremy McNichols or both, or one of two, or whatever. I, you know, you get the nail on the head. If he was good enough, you'd be on a team. If Jerry McNichols was good enough, he would have spelled Derrick Henry more often. I don't consider either of them really viable. Fantasy options, granted, one of them will be the starter, but it's going to be kind of running back by committee in Tennessee. Um, yeah. He's just saying that, you know, if maybe you're still waiting for Russell Wilson to come back, maybe pick up Adrian Peterson, yeah. put him in at quarterback. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's you hit the nail on the head there. So um, don't, you know, that's kind of the way I see it. I just, I don't think either of them are really valuable unless you're starting at quarterback. But, um, you know, no, and Julio Jones might not play. Tennessee could be kind of be in a really cruddy situation, especially going on the road without Derrick Henry. I mean, that, that that's the reason that team's good because the defense gets a lot of rest. The offense isn't predictable. Ryan Tannehill really is protected in a lot of ways in terms of his inefficiencies. And without Derrick Henry, I mean, they're they're they're, you know, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a tough team to watch. I think they can still win. They got a soft schedule, um, outside of New England, I think down the stretch. So, I don't hate it. It's just you know six and two. I mean, they're lucky they got started off the way they did. Um, and L.A. is just rolling, just rolling. Tennessee's got a, a very questionable defense. If anybody can do it, it's Mike Vrabel. It's Sunday night. Stafford really thrives in those environments. Daryl Henderson's going to be a big, big part of that. 
And I agree with you, man. I think LA wins this big, and I could see Sony Michelle getting some more carries. And um, don't think he's a must-start running back, but just a guy to keep an eye on. Forty-five percent rostered in most leagues. So right. Okay. Uh, I also think uh, I think AJ Brown is uh, obviously rostered, but possibly benched in a lot of leagues. Right. Um, I think Ramsey. his. Yeah. 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 Well, I think I think his target share is, or, or just his target volume with uh, without Derrick Henry, it's going to go up, and it's just going to translate to more points, more fantasy points for him than we've been seeing week to week. Um, I don't think it's going to make a difference in the outcome of this game, but fantasy wise, I, I this might be the week to take Brown off your bench. Okay. One last thing: Deshaun Jackson cut from uh, L.A. So keep an eye on Van Jefferson, owned in 47% of leagues. Like him a lot. Uh, second or third year player from Florida. Just a guy that has a really good report, Matt Stafford, and has gotten more and more targets every single week. So, uh, yeah. Since they need to spell Cooper Cup a little bit, don't hate that pickup, but don't hate the just the, the watchful eye of the fantasy waiver wire. So Chicago Bears, Monday night, last game of the week. Chicago Bears at Pittsburgh, 3-5 and five for the Bears, 4-3 and three Steelers, 6.5-point favorite with Pittsburgh. 40 over under. Um, am I, am, is, am, it, is it okay if I say this, but they should just keep Matt Nagy's ass away from the field as much as possible. <laughs> <laughs> because he couldn't have botched that offense more with Justin Fields. And with him not calling the plays last week, it actually looked like a competent offense. I mean, it just they just flowed a lot better. They used Justin Fields in a lot of uh, RPO situations. And the guy can just flat out run and has a, has a, a body that can take some hits. Um, Daryl Mooney got involved. Khalil Herbert got got involved. I mean, it, they just look better. You know, granted they played a tough offense. Um, you know, in San Francisco, they just got ran on quite a bit. Uh, I think they can get figured out week to week if Mag- Nagy just kind of uh, lets the play call and go to whoever's the assistant coach there. What what is your uh, what is, what's your read on this Monday night game, sir? So I just just talking about the Bears to start with. You know. Uh, going into this season, I, I talked a lot about who the Bears could be if Justin Fields is who they think he is. Um, and, and I do think he is that guy. Um, I think that the Bears are figuring a lot of stuff out with, with uh, the future of this this quarterback who, who really can be the future of this team. Um, and I think that uh, I think the Bears are going to be uh, a much better team next year because of everything they're figuring out right now. Um, the bears are looking better. Uh, I, I, I don't think that they're going to win this game. I think they're going to play a tough game. Uh, but I think the Steelers are going to ultimately, uh, play better defense at home and, uh, and win this one. So I'm going to take the bears to cover and I'm going to take the Steelers to win. And I'm taking the over on this 40-point game. Mm. I think that the the Bears are going to put up uh, enough points to take this over. Wow. Yeah. Okay. All right. Bears coming on the come up. Uh, 31% of leagues own Justin Fields. 45 for Daryl Mooney. Both guys are ascending in my va- in my mind in terms of fantasy value, worth kind of keeping an eye on. Especially Fields. If you lost Russell Wilson, <laughs> if you just have a bad quarterback Woo! start. Right, yeah, drink every time you hear that. Uh, I think it's worth kind of keeping an eye on in terms of fields because if he's you know, putting up 20, 30 points and he's running the ball and they got him on the RPO, like, uh, he might be worth a start some weeks. So 
um, and Pittsburgh in terms of their production. You know, Chase Claypool, I, I, I like to see him get involved, and I think he will, and I think week to week he's going to get more involved. And, ben, you know, Ben Roethlisberger has kind of gotten better week to week. And so uh, Deontay Johnson, Najee Harris is a beast. Uh, I expect at least 20 points out of him this week against Chicago. They're going to end up running the ball a lot in that weather up there in Pittsburgh. Um, yeah, good call on the Pittsburgh win, and Monday night, cold, cold, cold night in uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania in November. So things are heating up in the NFL. We'll see, we'll see what happens. Well, sir, that is week nine. Boy, it is. We're halfway through the biggest season ever. And uh, I can't be more excited to keep talking about it and keep helping people win some money and some leagues here. So Hell yeah. Yeah, man. Any, any uh, final words for week nine before we uh, put it back in the coffin? Nothing else. Just uh, really looking forward to it. Okay. All right, sir. Well, as you guys all know, we're at we're at football in general. You can find us on all major podcast platforms. or on Instagram. We're on Twitter. Uh, I'm by Bobby Law on Instagram. He's at Trevor Trev Geo Dude on Twitter. Uh, uh, Instagram. Excuse me. Having a stroke. Huh. Uh, and um, you know, please like, subscribe, and leave comments. And yeah, just tell us about your friends and <laughs> tell us that, tell people that we are your friends. <laughs> and, and, and that were real so uh other than that man you got any, any other things you want to plug here before we we call it a day twitter i hardly know her i know never met her don't know, don't know the gal all right well as always folks stay safe enjoy football and we're out